Welcome to the IBS Intelligence Podcast. I'm Suniva Kolostiak. It's Cybers Week and Banking for Humanity has been one of the big topics. So with me today, I got Temenos and their Product Innovation Director, Kamchana, a specialist on humanizing banking. And we're going to discuss how technology can enable banks to innovate and become more purpose-driven, ethical and sustainable. Thanks for joining, Cam. First, what role does financial well-being play when it comes to people's health? So financial well-being and and the connection between health. It's a really good question because it's uh, financial well-being comes up a lot in banking but not usually related to people's broader health. So we see a direct link between financial well-being and broader personal health um, and broader well-being. We've run a number of projects actually in this space where we've we've looked at a number of reports and statistics which look at the relationship between financial anxiety and mental health. And and as we know, there's a global dilemma at the moment and, and, a, and a global trend with mental health issues and the demise of general mental health. Um, when you consider that there is such a tight coupling between financial anxiety and mental health, you start to get an idea of the important role that banks play in the general well-being of people. You know, I've seen reports that could go so far as to say that even suicide amongst young males is largely connected to, and I think that I think the stat it's something like 40% of male suicides are related to financial anxiety. So when you start to look at data like that, and you start to look at the role that money plays in people's day-to-day lives, but also their hope for their future and their hope for their goals and their hope for owning a house one day and being able to look after their families, you start to see that day-to-day money management and money in general is a pillar of most people's well-being. Um, and if, if it's a little bit like that, uh, that wheel of life, money is definitely one of them. And if money's in short supply, that wheel of life becomes very bouncy very quickly and very uncomfortable. So a lot of innovation we're doing at the moment and a lot of projects we're seeing and use cases that are coming through from banks are looking at financial well-being from the view of how can we create better products and services that not only provide the basic money management and money storage and money access expectations that people have of banks, but how can we start to use data and machine learning and technologies to understand people's relationship with money to actually provide more guidance, uh, to start off with understanding and then move towards more guidance and more handholding. And this takes us to a place which is which is a really exciting place at the moment with digital assistance and providing almost kind of that handholding mentor to guide people through decision making as they move through life. Like right from small decisions, day-to-day decisions like where they spend their money on a day-to-day basis, how they commute to work or how much money they spend on shopping, but to bigger life decisions such as the property that they buy, um, what their affordability is and how much debt they should take on as an individual. These are all aspects of life that everyone thinks about today, but there's not a huge amount of help to steer people and guide people in how to make the right decision for them. Um, And so we see, A, that the two are very coupled, that if we start to be smarter about how we can use data to help people in their financial well-being and their financial resilience that will have a positive knock-on effect and impact on their general well-being as well. So what does Terminos do and provide in terms of services related to data and well-being and what is your role within Terminos addressing these issues? Yeah of course I'm Product Innovation Director at Terminos 
I guide and advise our clients on their digital strategies and digital transformation. And I also drive new product development for our digital portfolio of products. So uh, this is all about how technology can enable that vision that I've just described, which is how can we better position banks to be able to not just provide basic banking to their consumers and their customers, but also better understanding and better insight. One of the areas we've been developing a lot of technology and a lot of innovation over the past few years is in the use of data. Data, not only from the point of view, how do you harness, because there's a lot of data in banks, and there's a lot of data outside of banks. How do you bring all of that together in a way that can be analyzed and you can start to surface and extract insight and intelligence out of it to then turn into value that you can deliver back to consumers? So as an example, we've been working on a piece of work with one of our European banks on financial resilience and how we can increase financial resilience amongst their consumers. And we've been looking at how we can use the combination of data analytics and machine learning, but also a new technology called XAI, which is our patented XAI technology, explainable AI. And the exciting result of this combination is that you can not only start to surface intelligence back to the user, this is what you're doing, this is what it means, this is what it could mean if we start to predict the trajectory of your behavior. You can then start to turn that into suggestions, so this is what we might prescribe. Taking that a step further, in my role driving innovation in the digital space, we've had a team exploring how we can start to use our explainable AI to provide more control back to the user. So to almost augment the human with intelligence rather than take the intelligence away from the human. So we've been looking at how can we provide education through data and machine learning to allow customers to trial scenarios, do some what if, some if this, then that. What if I bought a house in this part of town? What if I bought a house in that part of town? What if I downsized? What if I stretched myself even further? We believe from our research, it's with that kind of empowerment of technology that individuals can start to make empowered decisions for themselves and they can start to be more accountable for their own decision making and start to project where their future might take them and therefore hopefully avoid getting into a situation where they become less resilient to bumps in the road. As we've seen with the global pandemic, that is a major bump in the road. Um, And what it's resulted in is a lot of people unexpectedly becoming less financial resilient than they were before this all kicked off at the start of the year. You mentioned the pandemic. What issues has COVID highlighted related to humane banking? It's highlighted a couple of issues. I think one issue is from the banking side, it's highlighted those organisations who weren't ready and, you know, whose systems and technologies weren't modern enough and agile and lean enough to be able to react and respond to the sudden change in demand. And the demand was sudden and overnight, as, as you can well imagine. And, you know, this is, this is normally every organization's dream to suddenly tap into a whole new market of people who are demanding digital services. But what we found was that banks that hadn't invested or had invested too late and still had these heavy legacy spaghetti type of architectures driving their business, they were almost unable to respond with the speed that they should have. What we saw was the opposite with the fintechs because they were lean and agile and they had these lightweight modern uh, technology ecosystems that were able to very quickly respond to the new use cases that were being pushed out by the COVID situation. So I think that's one really interesting aspect of it, which is whose technology enabled them to respond quickest to what was going on. And, And that in itself has leveled the playing field between many fintech banks and many established banks. 
I think the other side of it, the more human side of it is the pandemic really has been a leveler. You know, every single person on the planet has been affected by it to one degree or another. So I think it's generated a level of empathy in the banks that has made banks think more about who their end users actually are and how thinking about the customer first and being more customer centered is an important part of their strategy going forward. So I think this has, in many ways, brought objectives that have always been on the board table, but a little bit peripheral, like ethical banking and sustainability and being purpose-driven. It's really brought all of those to the fore because now it's become even harder to keep the engagement of your clients, to keep the engagement of your customers, because it's so much easier for the fintechs to take that conversation and take that client away. So that's the other really interesting part of it. And I think, you know, talking about the bump in the road with with the pandemic, the pandemic has really highlighted people's inability to look after themselves financially and their own families. I think if you think about the number of people who have been furloughed or had pay cuts or lost their jobs, I think the banks have in, in many ways have really tried very hard to do the right thing. And we hear this more often. We hear the term, we want to do the right thing by our markets, by our customers. You know, in many banks reduced their, their overdraft fees. Many opened up telephone lines like Virgin. Um, you know, they've got a really interesting service at the moment where you can call them and just talk to them about any troubles you're having. The same with Barclays and same with many other banks who have taken the pandemic and used it as an accelerator to have graver conversations about financial well-being and we see this with Lloyds and we see this with many banks where they've realized that banks aren't just a supplier they are actually a partner in life and so they have a responsibility not just to provide funding when the funding is needed but to actually assist in the decision making that leads up to that funding and then responsibly provide that funding as well and that's not only for consumers and individuals but also for SMEs pandemic has really highlighted all the weaknesses and flaws the system has today against individuals and SMEs. And what technology has done is provided the toolkit to be able to respond to those very, very quickly. Mm. But is it enough that banks have only just realised that they have a role to play within financial wellbeing? Do you think they're doing enough? Uh, Yes, there's a lot of evidence to say that they are. There's a lot of evidence to say that they could do a lot more. And I think, you know, as as we've discussed, the industry is made up of a lot of established banks who may not necessarily be able to move as fast as the smaller banks and the smaller banks are leaner and more agile and therefore able to respond much faster. So there's there's a lot of evidence of the fact that banks are, are doing as much as they can. What's stopping the banks from doing more is having... And, you know, we often talk about the fact that it's it's not necessarily a lack of technology that is stopping banks from moving faster and responding better to markets. It's the ability to harness that technology in a way that drives value. So one of our, our newest clients in our bank, Flowey Bank, they're an Italian bank. They're providing a really, really interesting case study for us of what can actually be achieved if you pull the right technologies together against your vision to be purpose driven, ethical and sustainable. They would go so far as to say to be the bank that drives people's happiness, which is, you know, which is a word you don't often hear in the banking world. What the strategy that they've run, which is really interesting, and I, you know, and I commend them for it and would recommend many banks to use it as an example, is to find the right technologies to create a lean cost base so that they can essentially pass on the value of that lean, hyper-efficient, 
business model and technology platform to their end customers. So a lot of the features and functions and the services that Flowey Bank are providing to be purpose-driven and be ethical and offset individuals' carbon footprint and be sustainable is largely because they're able to repurpose that investment into the value proposition rather than spending all of that investment on a heavyweight technical architecture. So the technology exists and it's, you know, a lot of the time it's really down to the imagination of the banks and the will of the banks as to how they use it and how they point it towards financial well-being and resilience. Yeah, the partnership with Flowey Bank, that's an announcement you've made here at Cybos. Is the partnership an example of how banks can be more purpose-driven and will you take it with you as use case going forward to show other banks how they can become more humane too? Yeah, absolutely. Because technology is an enabler. Technology has always been an enabler. And that's our purpose is to enable the banks to serve their communities and serve their markets and serve their customers, be they individuals or be they businesses. Um, and what we invest in is constantly finding ways to make the technology leaner, more open, more interoperable and more adaptable and therefore enable the banks to do what they need to do. So we're, we're constantly keeping our eye on sort of two steps forward in terms of what are the banks' customers trying to do, what problems are they struggling with, what challenges are they having. We run events where we go out and speak to individuals, we interview people on the streets, we go to SMEs and interview them and try to understand what challenges they're having. We then feed all that back into, into our R&D to then design products for the banks that enable them to meet those needs. So that's, that's one thing we're very passionate about is driving our technology towards both aspects of running a bank, which is the efficiency, the automation, the adaptability, the agility, and, and driving frequent and iterative change. But then the other side of that coin is driving profit and driving value and driving growth. And also enabling banks to be more ambitious in trying out new ideas and experimenting in a sort of DevOps culture rather than the traditional culture where you'd spend 18 months passionately delivering one idea and then it becomes outdated very quickly. So what we're hoping is that our technology enables banks to deliver at speed, but also to remain relevant and and constantly keep changing their value proposition. Because that's what, in the end, will keep banks alive is relevance.